And hello everyone, uh, welcome to uh, Keys to the Text. We are in week 49. And so today I'll be covering chapter 29, section nine through chapter 30, section four. So as we're looking at this, uh, before we do, let's just take a moment to uh, really open our minds to the Holy Spirit for his wisdom so that you'll be ready to receive whatever you need to receive today uh, as we go through this together. And I am open and I am ready to hear your voice, Holy Spirit. So our first section is uh, chapter 29, section 9, The Forgiving Dream. And so as we're looking at this, and I'm going to pull my book a little bit closer to me here. As we're looking at this, he starts off, The slave of idols is a willing slave. For willing he must be to let himself bow down and worship. Wow. You know, look at that. We don't want to bow down to those idols because, as we have learned before, we weep each time an idol falls. So we can continue to learn about the dream that we made, that separation, and it was a judgment that came into the mind, uh, our mind, and all it is is a dream. And so we have to remember that it is a dream of judgment. So when we stop the judgment, we withdraw judgment, well, then that's when we're going to awaken from the dream. Judge not, for he who judges will have need of idols. So as long as we are judging, we're going to put a substitute in the way for God. So all figures that we have, that means you seeing me right now, everything in your life, those are keeping you in the dream. Judging those, perceiving those says we keep an idol keep the dream alive and terrible right in that way and god knows of justice and not penalty you see we made this world because we thought we were going to be punished by god for that tiny mad idea of wanting specialness so he says there can be no salvation in the dream as you are dreaming it for idols must be part of it to save you from what you believe you have accomplished and then he speaks to us and says well little child uh, hey the light is there and you don't need these little toys, right? They're all toys, all these idols, all these figures in the dream, person, people, places, things. They're all idols in the dreams. And it really has made a nightmare for ourselves, right? So what we need to do is not to keep those toys, right? He's calling us children. Is to release the toys, release what we grasp onto what we are distracted uh, with as well. And when we see that this dream of judgment is just holding us back, holding us back from what the truth is, from what heaven is, then we will understand more and more and we will realize the peace and happiness that we really do seek in that way. And, and you can go on and keep reading it. He's basically saying this over and over again. Uh, so when we release those dreams, then we're going to uh, feel safe and comforted uh, by God in that way. So forgiveness is itself a dream. It's a dream. It's the last uh, illusion till we wake up. And why is it that? Because it brings us to that point, right? Forgiveness uh, once complete, uh, as we turn the page, top of page 624, brings timelessness so close the song of heaven can be heard. 
not with the ears, but with the holiness that never left the altar, which abides forever deep within the sun. And then he gives us, here's, here's a nice little tip <laughs> that he gives us here. Whenever you feel fear in any form and you are fearful, if you do not feel a deep content, a certainty of help, a calm assurance that heaven goes with you, then be sure you've made an idol and believe that it's going to betray you. So anytime you feel fear, that is betraying what you really are, betraying the love uh, that you can have from God. And because beneath it, there is hope. And we think that the idols, this world, right? That's the idols, the things that we perceive, uh, the bodies, whatever it is. We think that's going to save us. And really, in fact, it's not going to save us because asking for assistance and using this world as our classroom and helping us not to judge anymore, that is what's going to save us. So, and that's what we do. So basically, read this section again for yourself so you can gain even more from it. But basically, that's the bottom line. And you know me, I'm bottom line kind of person here. So chapter 30, uh, we, we begin. It's called The New Beginning. And uh, our first section here is one of my favorites and probably one of yours as well, The Roles for Decision. And so uh, this is one that I have uh, talked about at length uh, in itself, so I won't do that today, but let's just kind of go through this that, you know, well, what is it that we're deciding? Well, I like to call this how to how to have a happy day. And so basically what we're deciding, so this isn't going to the restaurant and deciding what you're going to eat. This is deciding for happiness, deciding for peace. And so he says, you know, at the beginning, well, what kind of day do you want? Think about what kind of day do you want? So today I will make no decisions by myself. So I'm not going to make any judgments by myself. I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit to be with me. And he says, if you find your resistance is strong and dedication weak, you are not ready. So don't fight yourself and just go about your business as, as you can in that way. But just remember today, I'm not gonna make any decisions, any judgments, any determinations by myself that I'm going to check within for that. So it means that you are choosing not to be the judge of what of what is done to you. Um, but it also means you will not judge a situation uh, or situations that you are called upon to make a response. For if you judge them, well then you've already <laughs> you've already lost in that way because now you've instilled fear within yourself. And he says, well, this is your major problem is that you make up your mind and then you decide to ask for help. That's our problem. That's what we do, right? So then we go on with the steps. And if I make no decisions by myself, this is the day that will be given to me. Okay, so now I'm, I'm not gonna make those judgments by myself. I'm going to uh, have that happy day now because I'm doing that. And then you keep following through these procedures. And then he says, well, if you're still having issues, if you're, if you're uh, provoked to attack, now the answer will provoke attack unless you quickly straighten out your mind. You know, if, you, if you're following down, you're going around the, you know, walking down the street and here all these different things are happening. It's like, well, and if you keep trying to come up with the answers yourself, well, then you forgot what to ask. And now it's like, okay, I have no question. I have forgotten what to decide. So now I need to ask 
for assistance because I want to have a happy day. So we go back to well, what is it that I really wanted? I really wanted the happy day. And so that's where I return to. So when I say I have no question, I forgot what to decide. Well, now it's canceling that out. And now an answer can come to me because now I've asked for help in that way, right? So what we have to do then is then we tune in to how we're feeling, right? So that's how we know if we've made a judgment is, hey, if we're not feeling happy, well, then guess what? You've made a judgment. And so this is what he said. Well, you can, uh, at least I can decide that I don't like what I feel now. So if you're tuned in and you're like, oh, gee, I really don't like how I'm feeling. Well, now you're moving along the steps. And you're like remembering, well, I think uh, I might be wrong here. And so that's what you say. And so I hope I have been wrong. Now, if you don't get the words exactly, it's okay. Don't worry about it, right? It's about <laughs> being happy. That's what this is all about, is that you want happiness. That's really what it is. So, uh, and so I hope I've been wrong. Well, this works with the sense of opposition. It reminds you that help is not being thrust upon you, but it is something that you want and that you need. I need that help because, well, wait a minute, I'm not at peace. I need that help. And now we've reached a turning point because then we really understand, well, wait a minute, I can gain more um, if I let go. But until that happens, then, well, I'm caught in the fact that I think my happiness is uh, comes out of me being correct in whatever the situation is, that my judgment is the right judgment, right? So then we come into this big next step where it's like, well, I want another way of looking at this. And this is how you came to the course, right? You know, I want another way of looking at the world. And so now it's like, well, wait a minute. I want another way to look at this. And now we're changing our mind about the day. And so this is all going on. You know, basically it's tuning into yourself. First of all, you know, it's setting that goal at the beginning. Well, what kind of day do I want? I want a happy day. And then it's following through. Uh, within your own mind so to make sure that you're not judging so you're not making those decisions that are leading you down the path of pain instead of down the path of peace so now you can make those choices so I want another way to look at this and perhaps if I still have issues with that well perhaps there is another way at looking at this uh, what can I lose by asking so must be clear that it is easier to have a happy day if you prevent unhappiness from entering at all. Well, yeah, <laughs> but this is the way that you can give your day uh, back over in that way. So it starts with the whole determination that you're not going to make any decisions by yourself, any judgments. Okay, let, let me be clear about that, that when he says decisions, he's meaning any judgments because really that's a decision, right? That's a decision down the path of pain when we make a judgment against anyone or anything. And so he says, well, your day is not at random. It is set by what you choose to live it with and how the friend whose counsel you have sought perceives your happiness. So are you going to choose the ego? as your friend, or you can choose the Holy Spirit as your friend to help you along the way, right? So this is your judgment and your judgment has been lifted from the world by your decision for a happy day. And so now you must give that and you must follow through on that. And if you make a mistake, start again. Hey, there's these steps. You can always go back to the steps and start again. 
So our next section is section two, freedom of will. Uh, and he says, do you not understand that to oppose the Holy Spirit is to fight yourself? He tells you but your will, he speaks for you, and his divinity is but your own. So there you go. Well, stop fighting yourself. That's the bottom line. Stop fighting yourself. Stop fighting uh, the Holy Spirit. What more can I say? I mean, we, we've gone through all these. Yeah, there's been a gap of time since I recorded the others with this one. But, you know, if you've been following along with, with the text readings and what I've been sharing, you start to see the same things over and over and over again. And you can have freedom by just releasing and just just doing God's will, right? God wills for you perfect happiness. Do you want it? Well, then do it. You have that freedom. You have that freedom. So he says, hear it now that you may be reminded of his love and learn your will. How wonderful for you to do your will. This is what freedom is all about. You know, look upon your enemy, the one you chose to hate instead of love. Well, now look at them upon, look at them with love. Stop looking at the judgment. What do you really want in your heart? You know, what cause have you for anger in a world that merely waits for your blessing to be free? Why don't you just bless it? Be so much easier to bless than to hate. To, to hate and have anger, no matter what's going on in the world, it takes a lot more energy. So release and let go and let go of the prisoner and let go of yourself being the guard of the jail cell and keeping that person imprisoned forever. Right? This world awaits the freedom that you will give when you have recognized that you are free. And this is what God asks you to do, is to help him to free the world. So read more of those five paragraphs there. Uh, section three, beyond all idols. Idols are quite specific, but your will is universal, being limitless. So it has no form, nor is content for its expression in the terms of form. Idols are limits. They are the belief that there are forms that will bring happiness. When you decide for idols, you ask for loss and decide for truth and everything is yours. So stop putting idols in the way. And what can those idols be? Well, it could be your relationships. It could be um, material possessions. It, it could be anyone, anything, any organization, government, etc. Anything at all. When we make anything an idol, which is uh, a substitute for God, that's what an idol is. An idol is a substitute for God. When we place something in the place, in, in the space or place or whatever, in front of God, then that's why. That's why that we lose, right? That's why we lose. But when we decide to go straight to the source, straight to the source of God, well, there you go. Now you have something. And he says, behind the search for every idol lies the yearning for completion. And that's what we really want. We want completion. Instead, we're trying to find it another way. And that's why we're going through these different substitutes. But he says, completion is the function of God's son. He has no need to seek for it at all. Beyond all idols stands his holy will to be but what he is. Right? So nothing that God knows not exists. So God does not know of this world, does not know of this illusion, does not know of all these things that we think is important. 
that we think he created. He only created uh, himself as an extension. That's you. The sonship, all of us together as one. It was love. That was it. All this other stuff is a substitute for him. Right? So thoughts seem to come and go. This means that sometimes you're aware of them, sometimes not. Um, paragraph 7 there. Uh, the thoughts of God are far beyond all change. They shine forever. Um, and then it, it just keeps talking about this idea of well, what you're thinking about, what your thoughts are. Well, beyond the idols is the thought of God that he holds for you, completely unaffected by the world, by whatever disaster is happening in the world. It's completely unaffected by that. That's the truth. So, surrounded by stillness, so complete, no sound of battle comes remotely near. So, where could the thought of God hold, uh, holds of you exist but where you are? Okay, so where are you? You're not here. You're not watching me. You're with God in heaven. Right? That's what it's all about. The mind of heaven's son is where heaven is. Right? For there the mind of Father and the Son join in creation which can have no end. And when you when you go through this, and, and I know you've already followed me all the way through the end, and, and perhaps I've said it before, and it's been a couple of years in between <laughs> recording all these different pieces, but remember, the course is very simple. It's that we make it hard, and we don't have to understand every little sentence in the book. He's repeating himself over and over and over again so you finally get it. So if you get it in one place, ah, that's it, right? Idols are a substitute. That's it. Idols are a substitute for God. What are you going to do about it? So now, next section is for the truth behind illusions. Well, you attack what does not satisfy. And thus you will not see you made it up. You always fight illusions for the truth behind them is so lovely and so still in loving gentleness were you aware of it you would forget defensiveness entirely and rush to its embrace and that's true if we would give up our distractions our substitutions well we would see the truth and we would throw it all away the thing is is we're afraid to let go and to jump into the arms of god we're afraid to do that. And so then we go into, well, the all idols are the false ideas you have made to fill the gap you think arose between yourself and what is true. And he goes on by using the idea of children's toys and how children can be frightened uh, when something pops up and we, it has broken what um, the child's control is of what surrounds him. Now we're afraid because we don't know what's going to pop up in our lives, right? And so that's why we're fearful. It's like we want to control everything because we want to know well, what's going to happen. But that toy's head's going to pop up. You know, I never know when that's going to happen, right? So reality observes the laws of God, not the rules that you have set, right? So all illusions that you believe about yourself obey no laws. They seem to dance a little while, then they fall, and they cannot rise again. Their dancing never brought you joy. But neither were they things to frighten you nor make you safe if you obeyed their rules. 
Appearances deceive because they are appearances and not reality. So don't dwell on it. Don't dwell on what you think you see or what you think you're experiencing. Remember, you can see it another way. That you can ask for help. Remember, just at the beginning of this section, I want another way of looking at this. And when we do that, well, now we don't have to be deceived about what the truth is. So do it. The whole idea is not so much about reading this course, but practicing it, doing it in your daily life. That's what's so important. Don't dwell on each paragraph. Dwell within your heart on God. Use it, whether you're watching the news or at your job or wherever. That's what you need to do. Appearances deceive the mind that wants to be deceived. Well, maybe you want to be fooled. Do you really? You wouldn't be studying this course if you didn't. So then as we come to the end of this section, salvation is a paradox indeed. What could it be except a happy dream? It asks you, but you forgive all things that no one ever did to overlook what is not there and not to look upon the unreal as reality. So you're asked to let your will be done and seek no longer for the things you do not want. So stop the search. You know where God is. He's in your mind. He's there with you. Stop the search and drop the dream and be at peace. That's basically it. So I know this was a shortened uh, overview <laughs> of this section, but by now you probably get the idea, right? Forgive, let go, drop the substitutes, remember truth. I can always ask for another way to look at it. So thank you so much for joining with me. And as always, I wish you peace. Namaste.